episode, we're talking about Love is Blind, episodes four and five. But let me just say, this is the third time me and Jen had to record, the, try, trying to record this episode. <laughs> like, we yeah, are struggling. Oh, my, it's because of me. My internet in Ghana is not the best. So if this episode came out late, look, just deal with it. All right. At least, at least you got something. <laughs> at least you got something. Yes. Be grateful for what you guys have because we've been working very hard for the past three days to make this happen. It is now Wednesday, okay? Usually we record like on a Tuesday. We try to record on a Monday this week. That's what we get for trying to switch the schedule. That's what I get for being busy on Tuesday this week. I hate it here. <laughs> but it's okay. We're, you know, we're powering through and we're gonna talk about the same topics for the third time just for you <laughs> just for you all you very special people <laughs> if you don't feel loved feel love now right now this second right this second feel loved <laughs> yes the, this is the moment for you to feel that love you're welcome everyone and you know you're just welcome. just to switch it up i will open the episode this time because last <laughs> time lex has opened it every other time and it has not worked so it's gonna be my turn yes we i agree begin- we begin in Cancun, where we left last episode, where Shayna left Kyle. And no one is surprised by that except for Kyle. And we'll just talk about his story now because they show it later on in the episode, but no one gives a shit at that point. So Kyle is filming a very sad ITM, like, oh, Shayna left. And, you know, like, I still love her and we're going to make this work. And, you know, I just, she just needs to communicate better with me. And I'm just sitting there like, she literally walked out on you in the middle of the night while wearing your mother's engagement ring and flew back to Chicago. I'm not exactly sure how much more clear she can be because I doubt she left her ass a note, Kyle. I don't know what you're doing, but are you okay? Exactly. He's like, oh, we need to work on our relationship. I'm like, what relationship? Y'all Y'all are in a relationship? Like, that's news to Shayna. That's news to her. <laughs> He's like, we, oh, she definitely needs to work on her communication. You think you think if she wanted to be with you, she'd actually communicate with you? Come on. Come on, Kyle. You're not this dim. You're not this dim. Come on. Anyway, so he talks about, you know, how they're working on their relationship. She's going to love him. They're going to get married. Whatever. Kyle's, Kyle's delusional. Um, and then we get to Mal and Sal. Mallory and Salary, as I like to call them. I just got, I got no names. I don't know. I think Mallory and Salary make sense in my head. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, then we get to Mal and she's talking about, oh, you know, it's just a little, uh, my weirdness was because I am just so awkward, you know, I'm just so awkward when I meet people and that's why I'm weird, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally attracted to Sal. Like, that's exactly how she sounds. <laughs> She's like, I'm so attracted to him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That's why you can't keep your voice straight. You're so attracted to Sal. Like, we totally believe you, Mallory. I I just don't understand how stupid she thinks we are or how stupid she thinks Sal is, actually, because it is very, very obvious from she meets him that she is not impressed with his physical 
packaging. And Sal noticed it right off the bat. I don't think he said it to her, but he said it like in the ITMs. And in this moment where she's talking about being awkward and that, you know, it's a little uncomfortable for her just because of the process and everything. He's like, oh, you know, in his ITM, our kiss was a little off. And, you know, I, I was wondering about that, but I didn't factor in the fact that she might be uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, Sal, she's uncomfortable because she doesn't want to sleep with you. She's not attracted to you. And it's a big cognitive dissonance for her, who is super into your mind or whatever in the pod, to now be faced with a physical packaging that does not suit her. And I'm not saying that Sal's ugly. I'm just saying that I would not date Sal because he's not my type. And also he's white and I don't date white people. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not what she expected. And that is okay. You expected her to be gorgeous. She expected you to be what she considers to be her level of gorgeous. But you know what? Sal is way cuter than the next person we're gonna talk about, which is Shake. Cause I gotta, we got, we gotta do Shake. We gotta talk about that lump of coal. <laughs> Not the lump of coal. <laughs> I think Sal's cute. I think Sal's very cute. He's white, but he's like spicy white, you know? like spicy way um do we want to talk about ayana with the be in my notes ayana and jarrett are next but you know we can i can just gloss over them yeah i mean they're next and they're cute but i feel like we should just put all the shitty people together and then talk yeah. about the joy you know what that makes sense okay so <laughs> then we have deep d and shake and so they're you know doing their thing they're about to go into pool so shake's about to go into pool and so you're like, all right, well, since Shake had the most to say about women's bodies, his body must be great, right? Like, his body must be great, right? <laughs> Girl. When I tell you, like, Shake, I say Shake looks like a potato. Jen says Shake looks like a lump of coal. Neither of us are wrong, truly, honestly. Like, Shake's body is not the best. And I'm not trying to body shape, but it's like when you have the most to say about people's bodies, when you're up in the pods asking people if you can lift them on your shoulders, asking people what size they wear, da 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 and you look like that i am going to clown on you because you have zero right to open your mouth sir and then deep tea gets in the pool and she looks stunning in her yellow bikini she look deep tea's body looks good as hell okay and she looks so nervous to like get in the pool with him and show her body but i'm like this woman had nothing to be nervous about you see how he looked you see how he looked deep tea come on come on Listen, the man, his body compared to Deep T's body, and I'm not just saying this because y'all know I'm a lady lover. Like, Deep T was banging. Deep T was banging. Like, I can objectively realize that Jarrett is cute and also recognize that Shake looks like a lump of coal. And those two things can be true at the same time. Just like Deep Tea is just, she's just a gorgeous human. She gets in the pool. He's like, oh, wow. And like, they're kissing. And so you think this is going well, right? He's like, let's hump. And yes, I, I did have to rewind that part multiple times to make sure it's what he said. Like, I'm like, was the caption lying? Did I hear that correctly? I, I heard it correctly. <laughs> I heard it correctly. I checked. I checked. And then we're like, okay, fine. This is going great. You know, they're kissing and stuff. And then she starts talking about how she can't wait to be married to him and have babies. And Shake's face goes from, yeah, I'm about to get it into holy fuck. Absolutely not. I have to get this person away from me immediately. Immediately. It was so funny. All of a sudden, he wasn't attracted to her anymore. Before it was like, oh my God, you look so good. Want to hump? 
da 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 and then he's like, fuck. Like, for life? Like, <laughs> this is for life? Huh, I don't think she's attractive. <laughs> it was, the switch happened so quick. I was like, hold up, hold up, how did that happen? <laughs> anyway, speaking of shitty people, then we get to Shane and Natalie. They're, like, preparing to sleep together or whatever. Um, and then Natalie finds out that Shane actually sleeps with the TV on and eats in bed. And I know Jen feels about this because we recorded this twice already. But I never got a chance to say, like, people who sleep with the TV on, there is a special place in hell for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't. Like, I can't. I can't. I can fall asleep to the TV, but to sleep all night with the TV on? No. Just no. 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 I think it's actually trauma from our childhoods. Like, you know, like when you fall asleep on the couch, like in the middle of the night or something, and then those romantic, you know, music commercials come on, you just wake up and I'm your lady. <laughs> screaming in your air in the middle of the night. I think it's just turned all of us off from ever sleeping with the TV on. Like, absolutely not. We could never do this because we know how horrifying it is to somehow have a really loud commercial pop up on you from the late night home shopping network that you were not expecting to be watching at that point in time. And then you can't sleep. It ruins everything forever. But Shane is a monster. Just so you guys know what I think. He's he's a monster. Who who and then because the other thing he does is he eats in bed. Like he eats in bed. Like he literally carries food into bed at night and eats with it. And like, sir, no, Natalie or ITM is just kind of like, um, I don't do that. Um, I have white sheets. Do I look at the kind of person who would eat in bed? And I'm like, no, Natalie, because you look like a reasonable human. This is like Beauty and the Fucking Beast. I swear to God. Like, what's going on? <laughs> You're not wrong. And I think he was even joking. He was like, I kind of want a late night snack. And we were both were like, is that a real thing or a sexual thing? Like, is he joking around with her? Or is he saying he want to eat the booty? Like, I don't... <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, which one is the real thing? <laughs> anyway, so there's that. We get to the next morning. So this is the first night that like- Oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, now we can no, talk about ahead. the good stuff. Jarrett and Ayana. Now we talk about the good stuff. We've gotten oh, all the bad stuff out of the way. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Well, well, yeah. Also, we see Nick and Danielle and sure. Anyway, so Jarrett and Ayana. Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> right? <laughs> just, just there. Jarrett- is tall just in case you guys are wondering jared's like six one ayana is like five two i think yeah. something like that mm -hmm. so he's a little bit bigger than her and you know we said it last episode when they met we said that like you know she was concerned about the size of his head and her like poor little tiny body and i'm like girl i get it. It, it it is a very imposing figure when you realize you're about to marry and make babies with somebody as opposed to just like date them so she is still concerned about their 11 inch height difference and i'm i can just see the terror on her face like just imagining like wow like we're gonna get married and have sex and have babies and i'm gonna have to push all of that out of this uh -huh. and i don't think i can do it like and girl i don't think you can do it either i think i think we might need to work on some like hip flexor strengthening opening skills because that is also scary to me just saying yes that is hella scary to me too she did mention she was like he got a big head i'm afraid for my gucci <laughs> oh my god ayana with the one-liner she's so funny 
Um, so she completely freaks out when Jared gives her a Polaroid camera, and it's actually just like a really cute moment. She is so excited. I guess she really, really, really wanted a camera. Um, so she freaks the fuck out. Um, and then it's, I just think this part is so funny when Jared's like, you know, the first film goes to raunchy photos, right? And she's like, raunchy photos. You know what? I'm down. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, that's so me. I would be act all offended. And then the next second be like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> so then they go in the pool and then you hear like Ayana admits that she wants to wait until they're married to have sex, which isn't that far away at this point. Their marriage is their their wedding is like I think three weeks away, either three or four weeks away at this. Uh, point. Four weeks, four yeah. weeks, yeah. So she doesn't have to wait long at all. Um, so and he's he's cool with that, which is awesome. Um, so those that was wrapped up like the first day in pa- in paradise, <laughs> like in paradise, like it's a special nation. Um, <laughs> so then we this is after the first night. Basically, all the couples just give a rundown of like what the fuck happened that night. Um, Jared and Ayana wake up. They just cuddled. Uh, Shake and Deep D also just cuddled. And then the other three couples who were there, Nick and Danielle, Shane and Natalie and Malinsau, all were like, yeah, we smashed. <laughs> Nick gives all the tea. I'm not going to lie. We get to Nick and Danielle, and Nick was like, yeah, twice in three different places. And I'm like, Nick, he did not hold back. He was like, look, I'm giving you all the tea, all right? This is exactly what we did, exactly where we did it. This is how much times I came. No, he didn't say that. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> but he would though. Like that's Nick's role this entire episode. He is like the tea spiller. He is giving the best ITMs throughout episode four. And you will see why I say that later on, but just watch out for Nick's ITMs. So this morning after moment, uh, I think the only person who looks truly satisfied is Natalie and Shane. And the reason why Danielle does not look satisfied is because she's sick. I guess she ate too much the day before or something. And so... She's not feeling well at all. Something she didn't agree with her. So she's sick and you know, Nick is taking care of her in that very dutiful way while she hugs the porcelain god that is the toilet. <sighs> and, but I mean, like, what else can I say? That's exactly what's happening. She's literally like on the floor hug- hugging the toilet. So it's not going well for her. I just thought she was hung over, but I guess it was like an actual illness. Whatever y'all say. Anyway... Uh, you know, it's, it's Mallory gives her ITM and you can tell she's pleased, but not satisfied. If that makes sense. Like her face holds nothing back throughout this entire process. Her face is very expressive and she's like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, you know, we had a, we had it, we had a nice time, you know, things were, things were good. And I'm like, "Mm, you do not sound excited, girl. He did not rock your world the way you wanted him to, but maybe he was still good at something. I don't know. Yes, he did not lay the pipe like she probably wanted him to. She does not have that obvious digmatized look in her face, but she does seem to like him just a little bit more after sleeping with him. Um, and she it was kind of funny. She was like, oh, I feel better if we made a stop at the pharmacy. I'm like, oh, okay, so y'all got it in in. Sal did not hold back. <laughs> he we be knocking the boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they seem to have a good time. Um, Then we get to Jarrett and Ayana again. Um, He gives her a massage. He's like, you know what? Like, you can be intimate 
in many different ways. It doesn't just have to be about sex. So he gives her a nice massage. She gives him one back. You, um, when she gives him one back, you can see that he has that long ass scar from when he was stabbed, and it's like right in his navel. Like somebody really got him in his abdomen and did not want this man to live. Like it's kind of scary when you look at it and you think about it. Um, so I can imagine just how like scared he must have been le- the year before, and then was like, holy shit. I need a wife. <laughs> yes, that must. I mean, I can imagine like waking up in an ICU like three days later, tubes coming out of you. Like, because if you were unconscious for three days, that means they even put a tube in your pee pee. You know, they put it so you could pee. Like, it's a lot of terrifying things happening in that moment. And when you think of all the things that conspired to, I guess, keep him alive, because an abdomen stab is not an easy thing to recover from. Because of like all the muscles, all the organs on there, like possible internal bleeding, just like feeling it's just, yeah, guys, I, I, I watch Grey's Anatomy and ER. So I'm a doctor and house. So obviously like, <laughs> I'm a doctor. I know all sorts of things. I'm, I'm amazing. But I'm just saying that he really is lucky to be alive and to be able to function the way that he does currently. I don't think he's going to be, you know, like, on the football field anytime soon, but you see like later on in a couple episodes that he's able to play some level of sporty type things and still be active and fit. So it was definitely an interesting moment, like seeing the scar and seeing that physical representation of that hardship mm-hmm. that he'd gone through. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, yeah, it was scary. Um, So then we get to Shane and Natalie. They have their first date. I think it's their first date. Um, They have a sailing date. Um, He gets sick. (laughs) I guess he gets seasick. So she took care of him. And he's like, oh my God, I was sick and she took care of me. Like, I really like that. I'm like, yeah, well, like, what what was she supposed to do? Though, to, if, to be honest, if it was me, I would have just let him, left him, so. Yes, exactly. I would have pushed his ass overboard. What the fuck you mean what she's supposed to do? I would have left him. I was laughing when he was sick. I was like, of course, the one thing that he know, he's not good at. He's not good at this one thing, and I'm so glad it's being shown to her right now. Because he has the, the emotional range of the thickness of my pinky nail. And, <laughs> like, the, the ego of my entire fucking house and just it's of course him being sick and vulnerable in this moment made me want to push him overboard but luckily i'm not natalie so he was all right yeah unfortunately she's his fiance so she had to take care of him um so then they kind of have this conversation where they're just having a they're just having a conversation and shane does the thing that he always does which he's fishing for compliments he's like do you think i'm pretty i think in this moment he's like do you think i'm pretty and i forget what she said but she's like obviously like not complimenting him solely because he's fishing for it and then he's like oh like i'm just i'm just trying to have a conversation with you like why can't you have a conversation with me and it's like dude like fishing for compliments is not a conversation or like that's not a conversation. Like, you're not trying to get to know her. You're just trying to get her to say nice things about you. That's not a conversation. That's you just trying to get your ego stroke. So that kind of ruins the moment because, you know, Shane, simultane- he has the biggest ego and the tiniest, tiniest drop of self-esteem. So he can't handle Natalie, really, is the conclusion that we all come to. We all should come to, really. Yeah, no, he is absolutely unable to do this. It is not working for him at all at all and you know what that's not even the worst thing that happens this episode 
And that's the worst part to me. Like this episode is going fairly solidly aside from like when you start to realize exactly how horrible Shake is to Deep Tea. This part, there's like a beach party. You guys might remember this from the last season where all the couples get to meet for the first time. And so I have it written down as time for the most disrespectful party with all the couples, except expired lip filler and delusional. (laughs) Expired lip filler. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. I'll let you guess who those people are. And of course, Danielle also cannot make it because she's been throwing up her guts like all day. But everybody else is there. And, you know, Nick is giving his perfect commentary in these ITMs about all the couples and everything. But he's also one of the last ones to arrive. So all the couples are there otherwise greeting each other, except for Mallory and Jarrett have not got anywhere close to each other, like at all. And then Nick comes in and he's like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, where's Danielle? He's like, oh, we broke up. And everybody's like, what? He's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. She's sick. (laughs) She's sick. It's fine. She's upstairs. And so everybody kind of breathes a sigh of relief. But then they realize that Shayna and Kyle are not there. Because, of course, I feel like once you're going to Mexico, you're told who all the other couples are going to be that's going to be there. So even if you haven't met them, you you know who they are. They're like, oh, I wonder what could have happened that made them not be here. Like, that's so weird. Like, what could have gone so wrong? Because, like, when you're thinking about this, it's only been, like, maybe two days <laughs> since they arrived. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck happened? So it's 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 going to be this beach party. I will tell you, this is the party that made me hate Jared. So I disliked him for proposing to Mallory first. Sorry, for asking Mallory if he proposed, would she say yes? Which we all went to high school. If someone was like, oh, hey, like if I, you know, like if I asked you to go to the dance, would you say yes with, you say yes to me? That's kind of like you asking them to the dance, right? Exactly. Like we all know that. <laughs> so we're doing this thing. We're talking to all the couples. Nick is really talking to all the couples. He was like, oh, Shayna was my best friend in the pause. Like I really wish I could have met her. And that really made me, you know, think about him in a different way. But that's fine. That's fine. Um, the most important thing to take away from this moment is Shake telling Jared that Deep Tea reminds him of his aunt and that he does not want to sleep with her. And Jared does a spit take, like he's laughing because that made me upset. Because I was just like, that's not fucking funny. That's just very, very rude. And exactly. we don't even see that Shake and Jarrett were besties in the pod. So this is like so out of the blue to me. It's like, are you just telling everybody this news? And then we find out, yes, actually he is. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. Like, it really grinds my gears that Shake is literally, literally telling anyone who would listen that he is not attracted to Deep Tea, except for Deep Tea. And I'm just like, sir, what? So he tells Jarrett, he tells Shane, of all the people in all the world, Shane is the one to be like, keep an open mind. <laughs> the the assholest of the asshole is telling the assholest, assholiest of the assholes to keep an open mind. So you know, that, that tells you their ranking. <laughs> like, Shake is just a little bit more of an asshole than Shane, in my opinion. But that doesn't make Shane any less asshole-ish. Anyway, um, so that happened. Shake tells anyone who will listen he's not attracted to Deep Tea. Um, and then the other big thing that happens this night is that um, Jarrett and Mallory talk. So Nick is a messy-ass bitch. <laughs> And he goes to Jarrett and he's like, have you spoken? Have you spoken? You should go talk to her. You should go talk to her. You should go talk to her. And it's like, Nick, 
shut your damn mouth. But, you know, he encourages Jarrett. Jarrett goes to talk to her. Um, they have, I guess they have this conversation that they should have been have, you know. But they, the last time they spoke, Jarrett did that juvenile shit and asked if she would accept a proposal. And she said no, and he walked out. So that was the last time that they spoke to each other at all. So I guess they had a lot of air to clear. Even still, Jarrett low-key, high-key crosses the line here because they're still kind of like, the way they're talking is like they're still kind of like flirting and they call each other their nicknames and stuff and Jared asks if she's ready to get married and instead of replying, she just takes a sip of her drink and he's like, whoa, 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 what? What? And the whole time they're talking, you can tell she's not nervous at all. There's none of that nervousness or that weirdness like when she met Sal. So I'm like, or not, none of the awkwardness she blamed meeting Sal on. There's none, none of that awkwardness, right? She's just being normal. I'm like, girl, you lie too much. <laughs> you, you lying to us and you lying to Sal way too much, girl. Stop. That's exactly what she's doing. She's just, she's lying. And I cannot stand that. I cannot stand that. It is the most frustrating thing to me to watch this conversation unfold because he asked her about getting married and then he's talking about her ring like oh do you like your ring and she's like oh yeah it's pretty he's like i know you don't like it because it's not gold and you wanted a gold ring and she's like yeah and he's like you know i would have gotten it for you and that for me i was like oh hell no hell no you cannot be like i would have gotten you the ring you wanted no motherfucker it's absolutely inappropriate absolutely inappropriate and note sal and ayana are just in the background watching this conversation because this conversation took place for a long time they were sitting on mm -hmm. catching up with each other for a long time it soaked insecurities in both ayana and sal and it's just like nah bruv no 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 what we're not going to do is this we are not going to do this and they're having this conversation about what he would have done and he was like you were my top pick. And she's like, I had no idea. Like I heard every morning, like what happened with like you and Ayana. And he's like, you guys switch positions every single day, you know? And she's like, you know, look at the nickname. Like who else is giving you nicknames? She was like, like, that was your indicator. He was like, yeah. Like who else is giving nicknames? Like Jerbear, Mal Mal. And he was like, Mal Mal, Mal Mal. And I was like, oh my God, you were so obnoxious right now. <laughs> you were so obnoxious. I, I don't know how anyone wants to marry you at this point. I hate you. And it's just so inappropriate. And then we cut mm -hmm. to Sal crying in an ITM talking about how, you know, Mallory doesn't like him, doesn't want to be with him, and he just wants to go home. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ayana is hovering in the background, just trying to be cool, trying to mm -hmm. be like, um, I'm not bothered. It's okay. Like, you know, I there is some insecurity, you know. I wouldn't even notice if he was looking at her because like I was looking at her because I have a girl crush on her. And I'm like, wait, does Ayana play for my team? But focus, Janelle, focus, focus, focus. <laughs> um, it was a lot going on. So like this whole last part of the episode was just like drama on top of drama on top of drama. And I was just so furious. And that's all I want to say, because otherwise I'll just keep ranting. Yeah, it was just, ooh, the other part, oh, sorry, the other part that crossed the line for me with this Jarrett and Mallory conversation is when Mallory was kind of explaining, like, why she chose Sal, which was that, you know, she was, she admits, like, Sal isn't her usual type, she's a guy's girl, she likes sports, um, <laughs> that's really all she said. 
That's what she likes, sports. But she's a guy's girl, apparently. But the guys that she usually dates don't put her first and don't be like, you know, let me, let's go to this game and then let me still treat you like a princess and then let me put you before things and let me put you first. And then, but Jared keeps saying, I would have did that. I would have did that. I would have did that. I'm like, Jared, if you don't shut your fucking mouth, right? Like, can you imagine your fiance telling another person, I would have did that for you. I would have did that for you. I would have did that for you. Like, fuck you. Go do that, Dan, and leave me the fuck alone. And that, for me, was like, nah, Jared's a piece of shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Why are you telling another woman all the things you would have done for her? Go be with your fiance, sir. Leave her alone. Like, <laughs> Jared, Jared, Jared. But yeah, like this is this is how the episode ends. We're in this really awkward moment. Sal is crying. They're talking to each other and like laughing and stuff. We've just heard about how horrible Shake is. It's just there's a lot going on. And so let's do quick sweet and sours before we dive into episode five. I want to let you know that my sweet moment is Ayana. Always. Always. What about yours, Lex? Yeah, I'm going to say my sweet moment is also Ayana freaking out at the Polaroid camera. Just her enthusiasm and her reaction was hilarious. Um, so that's I'm going to say that's my sweet moment. What's your sour moment, Jen? You know, this episode really, really was a toss-up between Jarrett and Shake and Shane. And it's kind of like, do I want to think the beast is my sour moment? Do I want to think the lump of coal is my sour moment? Or do I want to think that piece of shit Jarrett is my sour moment? And I guess we know which one I went with based on the vehemence I say to that. <laughs> so Jarrett's your sour moment. Got it. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> I think, on, I honestly think that potato shake is my Jarrett moment. It's, it, it was just like, the way he had the most to say about people and then he just looks like a piece of shit. Like, I'm not even lying about that. Like, he literally looks like a piece of shit. Like, just <laughs> no definition <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> he's, and then walking around talking about he's not attracted to Deep D. Like, this really should be reversed. Deep D should be the one walking around talking about, I don't know if I'm that attracted to him. But Deep D's like, you know what? I'm attracted to him. End of story. And Shake is literally talking to anybody who would listen and telling them that he's not attracted to her. So he gets my sour moment because why? Why are you here, sir? Why are you here? Anyway, so that's episode four. Now we get into episode five of Love is Blind. So episode five starts with, oh, yes. So episode five starts with Nick and Danielle. After the little cocktail mingle party, whatever, Nick goes back to Danielle and tells her all the tea. He's like the perfect, he's the perfect guy to just like recap what happened in the episode before. But luckily we just talked about that. So we don't have to recap all the tea. He just tells her, you know, Kyle and Shane are missing, everything that happened with Mallory and Jarrett talking, who's cute, who's not cute, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, oh, but I missed you though. Why did this devolve into an argument? Like... (laughs) Why did this devolve into a shouting match between these two people? Like, they legit start, Danielle legit is like, I was here in this room for three hours, just in my head. And I'm like, girl, like, this sounds like something you should tell a therapist, not Nick. Like, girl, what? What is the issue here? Are you mad because you're sick? 
Are you mad because he left you even though you told him to go? Are you mad because you locked yourself in a closet? Like, what are you mad about? Like, what? <laughs> Jen, can you explain this to me? I am still trying to get around the leaps and bounds that Danielle continues to make this entire season because I, I don't even know what's happening. Like from episode three, the way she was about his, you know, little hippie like stuff with making his own toothpaste and the body wash and stuff like that. Like that was turning me off from jump. But now this, I was like, oh no, girl, this man, he, literally, he probably left this thing early to come back to you, to tell you the tea. Like he stayed just long enough to get the sus, to get the bashment and the excitement and come home to tell you <laughs> everything. <laughs> and you pick a fight after he tells you everything that happened. She was like, oh, I saw you. I saw you like walking towards the beach, talking to that person. I saw you doing this. And I was like, dude, you know what? I just, I need you to not, I need you to go to therapy, go straight to fucking therapy and leave this man alone because he doesn't deserve this after taking care of you while you're fucking sick. Exactly, exactly. It was like him going away and having fun for three hours meant that he didn't care about her no more. Like, that's legit what's going through her head. And he's like, look, you have got to stop this toxic behavior. Um, so the fight escalates, and then we don't really see a resolution until the next morning they're, you know, cuddle up in bed. Um, da Danielle ordered coffee, I guess. That was their agreement. Like, when she gets in her head or whatever, she'll uh, start to fight. The, like she'll order coffee so they have coffee in bed or whatever and Nick is like Nick is straight up like in his you know interview he's straight up like if this happened like when we were dating and we did not build an emotional bond and communication skills in the pod this would have been a deal breaker for me and I'm like you think it should be a deal breaker now Nick come on but you know what I don't I'm not tell no grown folks what to do you know they had a connection or whatever so he looked the other way <laughs> and they proceed. They go to the beach and they have a good time. And I'm like, all right, Nick, if you're sure. I don't even know like what is going on with that man because that even though they have built this connection, for me, that makes it worse. That makes it even more egregious because you've done this thing and you've cared for her so much and she's just treating you like shit. I do not like it at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I think she needs to like get a grip on life. But sure, fine. Whatever you want, Danielle. You spend the day at the beach with your man and you're fine. <laughs> and I think next we go to Sal and Mallory as they have a romantic night picnic thing outside under a little, they made up like a little, we call them like tent something, but like, you know, canopy. Canopy, yeah, like a canopy something. thing. Yeah. No, on the beach. So. On the beach. Whatever that thing is they put over there, just that. They did that. And they're having dinner and they talk about what happened the night before. Sal apologizes, I guess, because he went to bed angry with her and upset with her. So we kind of find at the end of the last episode that Mallory told him or he overheard something about Mallory not liking the ring or like that Jarrett mentioned the ring, right? So I guess he was upset about everything that happened and wasn't really trying to communicate with her last night. But he's telling her he's sorry about everything. And I don't understand how, why he is sorry when she is the one that was disrespecting him by dealing with Jarrett like that. 
But I mean, I guess if he said something in the heat of an argument or whatever, that is a reason to apologize. But we don't ever see what exactly happens off screen. And I'll talk more about that as we progress in the episodes, because there's a lot that we don't actually see about Mallory and Sal's relationships compared to other people and disagreements, et cetera. But they're talking, they're having this little romantic thing, and she seems to be opening up more to him. And then as an act of God, one of the whole cat up is something dropped down upon Sal. The whole something <laughs> just dropped on him. Just boof him right in him head. That's it. That's how I'm like, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, he's like, are you okay? And he's like laughing. And I'm like, I think he's concussed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I was like, they seem to be having a nice moment. Then, bram, the thing fell on them. I guess it was just a little too windy. I don't know. But yeah, I was also confused. It was like, how is it that you, Mallory, was the one flirting with someone last night, but Sal's the one apologizing? It there did seem to be like some missing pieces there. It seemed like they had a conversation the night before that we didn't even get to see. We didn't. We weren't even privy to. But you know, they they kiss and make up. Literally, they have a kiss, and it, you know, they kiss, and I'm like, Sal, like Mallory does not seem to be into this kiss. Like she does not seem to be into him still like at all but she's trying old girl is trying um next we go to our favorite couple well half of our favorite couple ayana (laughs) and she's the favorite half of the couple really and she and jared are having this conversation uh we don't know we don't like necessarily know what they talked about after he was talking to mallory for so long but he was just saying like you know he likes peace he um is friends with all his exes he doesn't like to burn bridges meanwhile ayana is very much like i don't talk to my exes i don't keep nothing to give me like it's like they're dead to me (laughs) and so she's kind of like I don't know, like, Jared's friends with his exes. I don't know. Jared's whole reasoning is, what if he needs them for something? Like, what if one of his exes, he wants to get into HR, and one of his exes is in, is in HR and can get him an opportunity? And we're like, well, why would you want to work with your ex? Like, <laughs> me personally, I have never needed an ex for anything, but that's probably because I date people who ain't shit. So maybe I'm doing this wrong. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're doing it wrong. I mean, you are, but not for the reasons that you're talking about. Okay. I think that, I think that you in your career and in your life, you're very driven. There are very few things that a man can do for you that you can't do for yourself. Right. So I think for you, it makes total sense not to need an ex for anything. Jared seems to be okay. Just Jared is a Scorpio man. Just putting that out there. For whoever that matters to, Jared is a Scorpio, right? Obviously, we're more than our sun sign, but we all know sun signs play a huge part in who mm-hmm. we are sometimes. So Jared being a Scorpio man and I as a Scorpio woman, I don't like Scorpio men, just 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 so you guys know. But I I too don't burn bridges per se. I I have needed an ex for something, but it was like not like a real need. It was just like a, hey, you're good at computer stuff and you fixed my computer before. What'd you do to it? So I can have someone else do it (laughs) kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that. It's not like anything that like job related. Like I would not phone my ex and be like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get into this field. Can you help me? If we were not 
if we did not stay friends and but that's also indicative of how i operate right like i i'm friends with people before i date them and so as the friendship can continue after the break or it can't and if it can't i don't have hard feelings about it because i probably didn't want it to um i'm just saying all this to say that yes he is ridiculous but i too don't i i would never give back a gift my ex gave me because it's mine like it's mine. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we agree <laughs> there. We agree there. Yeah, it's like anything that they give me is is mine. Um, I, so I don't have these very strong feelings. Ayana does, but based on her history and her backstory, we know that she has been through some trauma. And then also with everything that happened the night before with Jared and Mallory, I can imagine that stoking some insecurities in this conversation and leading her to have an even stronger position than she may necessarily have outside of this. Yep, exactly. But no, I'm the same way. Like any gift I got from my exes, it's mine. Like it's not a gift from my ex anymore. If we break up, it's not a gift from them. It's my thing. (laughs) It's my thing that somebody gave to me, but it's mine. (laughs) So anyway, in this, you know, in this case, like Jared also says like he, he, he promises he wouldn't do anything that makes Ayana feel like, you know, weird or out of place. And we're like, all right, time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. Um, so then we see the next day, the couples all do like a, a day on the beach. So they play this volleyball game. It's uh, it's very cute. They're all kind of bonding, talking to each other more, getting to know each other more. Um, the funniest part of this thing is that after volleyball, they all try to run into the water. And Sal decides he's going to pick up Mallory. <laughs> so he picks her up and starts running to the water. And then Bram falls on the sand with Mallory. And I was like, this is the most unattractive thing that you could do with your partner like i kid you not especially a woman like mallory who like you know usually goes for the tall muscular manly men like i was like sal this is not a good idea sir you needed to hit the gym a couple of times before you tried that like (laughs) i was dying laughing i i too died laughing and i'm not a hater like mallory the bathing suit Mallory was wearing, I have the same one. It's super cute, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, mm, Lord have mercy. When he dropped her, that was like, like, I thought she was really hurt because, like, he dropped her on her head. <laughs> like, it was, it was yeah, pretty bad. It looked <laughs> pretty bad. bad. It was a solid wipeout. And, you know, I just, <sighs> it's very embarrassing when you consider that, like, Jarrett and Shane were horsing around. So, Jared is an extrovert. Ayana is an introvert. Natalie's also more introverted. So Natalie and I think Nick and Ayana, or was it Danielle? Some they were all talking like on the beach, and everybody else is like running to the water, right? So it's a very clear divide in who's doing what. And so Jared and Shane are horsing around, and like Jared's hopping on Shane's back and stuff like that. So can you imagine what that's like, like to drop your partner? Like, I mean, Sal also doesn't strike me as a super physical type, so it seemed like a bad idea from the beginning. But so that happens, and then we cut to Ayana and Jarrett talking off to the side, where wait, is that when that happens? Yeah, yeah. They have they have this little conversation Mm -hmm. about Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. 
there we go. Yeah, they they go off to the side and they're talking about how extroverted Jared is and how introverted Ayana is. And it's just more apparent than, I think it's way more than she thought it was because in the pods, like there's only so much you can tell about a person when it's just two of you talking through a wall, right? Seeing them out loud in the world is definitely a great way to gauge what you're going to be getting. And now we know exactly what we're getting. It's, it's extroverted Jarrett all the time. And that can probably be a little bit concerning for Ayana as well, considering how much of a homebody she is. But I guess we're going to see. I think one thing we forgot to mention was Deeps and Shake's date before the beach day when they went to the cenote. The cenote. Oh, when did they do that? That was um after Jarrett and Ayana talked about being friends with exes. Oh, why did I miss that? Okay, my bad. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there is no bad here. We, we're hopping and skipping around as we please. But they go to a cenote. Do you want to know how I remember it's called a cenote? Because Shake went with Diplo to a cenote for like some underground music festival thing, and it was so dope. And he kept on saying the word cenote and the words Diplo together with the word cenote. <laughs> and I was like, my fucking God. Okay, we get it. You're a DJ. You're not even that cool. Diplo's like mid at best these days. Like, come on. Yeah, Diplo is, I mean, it's not like an unreachable. Like, if you are in a big city, you probably saw Diplo at some point. Like, it's, <laughs> I've seen Diplo a couple of times. He's not that big a deal, trust me. Um, but, you know, Sal likes to name drop, apparently. Um, I guess that was really important to him. <laughs> so they go to the Sonote, and they had a really cute date. Like, um, they were just jumping in the water and stuff, and... Um, I think, not Sal, why did I say Sal? Shake. <laughs> Shake, uh, I guess it's something that's really important for him is to be with someone who likes to explore and is adventurous. And so he saw that side of Deep Tea. And so it was nice. So you think like, okay, like he and Deep Tea are building this connection and it's becoming physical, right? Nope. <laughs> so at the volleyball game, um, or like, you know, at the beach line, I'm gonna just call it the beach line, beach hang. Um, Shake also tells Nick that he is not attracted to Deep Tea. I forgot, I think he told somebody else too. But basically this man is telling literally everybody that he's not attracted to her. And I'm just like, sir, can you talk about something else? Like, talk to her about it or something. Like, talk to a therapist. Like, why are you telling everyone except for your fucking fiance? Please, sir. Yeah, I think he's he doesn't tell someone else. I think Shane tells Natalie at the beach. And oh, Natalie's yes. like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. And I was like, yeah, it is fucked up. I'm glad that you noticed that. There's also this moment at the beach party where... Danielle asks Shake, or like Shake tries to pick Danielle up on his shoulders, and he does. And she's like, Oh, wow, I didn't think you could do it. And then she makes a comment like about her weight, like a slick comment about her own weight and how heavy she is. And Shake kind of agrees. He was like, Oh, yeah, I didn't think I could either. But like, you don't know if you don't try, right? Or something like that. And I was like, Ain't that fucking rude? Ain't that motherfucking rude? disrespectful ass nigga i can't stand that little man oh my god and yeah i i my note literally says shake is telling everyone he doesn't want to fuck deeps and it's just 
Yeah. I feel really bad for her, like, throughout this entire relationship with Shake, just because Mm -hmm. I'm sure with her, he is presenting one version of himself. And to everybody else, he's like, nah, this girl? Nah, I could never. I could never, you know? Yes, you're totally right. I'm pretty sure he's... I'm pretty sure the side she's seeing and the side everybody else is seeing are like two different people because the way she talks about him, it's like, what? How are you seeing this in him? Like, but I guess that, I don't know. I guess she loves him. So good for her. <laughs> good for her. So then we get to the last night in Mexico. The couples are all, you know, connecting, having dinner, doing their thing. Um, for first, we have um, Deep D and Shake. They're talking about, like, you know, they're going back to the real world. They're going back to Chicago, where they all live in Chicago. Um, and he's... And they have this pretty deep conversation about how, like, they're... You know, he's focused on, like, building in the present so that he can have later in the future. And he's, like, putting together... Um, he's building a pet hospital. I think it's a pet hospital, right? Or a clinic or something. He's a vet. He's a vet. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. He's putting together a clinic or something. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a vet. So and Deep D's just you know super supportive, just like very like very much like yes, like you know I'm here for you. I'm here for this journey. Like you need to do what you need to do, and I'm excited to be here with you. And I'm like, this woman's such a gem. You don't deserve her. <laughs> and then we have Nick and Danielle, and they um, just you know talking, talking about getting back to the real world nick has a dog danielle has a cat they're not exactly sure how that's gonna work out but it's gonna work out somehow (laughs) i mean i guess it's gonna work out somehow they'll figure that out they'll figure that out somehow some way um but guess what after they have that conversation they get into a fight they get into another fucking (sighs) fight like, just like Danielle is the queen of tripping over herself in thin air coming up with these things. Like, I don't know how she does it. Like, old girl is really, really like, she is a queen at this because she pulled this shit out of thin fucking air. And I'm looking, sitting there like, thin did I miss air. something? Like, is something wrong with me? How did I not see this coming? Because she's... <sighs> But don't worry, she's not the only one who has a fight. Shane and Natalie also have a freaking fight because Mm. he's like, you know, you should brag about me. You should brag about how good I'm treating you. You should brag about that. And she's like, I, that's not who I am. Like I, what? Where? And he actually storms off and leaves her at the dinner alone, like on the beach. And I'm like, you're that bad that she's not telling the people who already know you how amazing you are. Uh, so confused that conversation in general was so confusing because it started with Shane being like are you gonna wear that dress for my mom and I was like what I was like did I hear him say that correctly like he's asking her if she's gonna wear this low-cut dress for his mom like, and so she was like, I'm going to wear a turtleneck and I'm not going to show any skin whatsoever. Like, she's obviously joking, but Shane doesn't understand sarcasm. And I feel like Natalie's sarcastic a lot. So she, they just don't mesh whatsoever. And yes, he was very juvenile. This man, look, 
Y'all can't tell me this man is not a two-year-old in a grown man's body, all right? Because he legit throws a tantrum. He legit throws a fucking tantrum just because she wouldn't brag about him and walks off. And I was like, somebody needs to tell him, like, the minute you brag about a man is the minute he acts up. So it's a good thing she's not bragging. It means she's still in the game. <laughs> she's still invested. Listen, Because the minute that, you brag is knows. the minute he's gone. <laughs> The minute you brag is the minute he does something to fuck shit all the way up. And you're like, God fucking damn it. I just told my fucking friends about your ass. Exactly. Oh, so mad. So mad. But yeah, he, his quarter teaspoon ego needs to just like take a backseat because that's all it is. It's just like constantly seeking this external validation from her. And I'm sitting there like, but she's not even, your, she's not even your damn mama, bro. Like, why would she be doing these things that you want her to do? Like, and also, why would she be wearing a sexy dress to meet your mom? Exactly. What? Why would you? Why would you ask her if she's gonna wear this dress to meet your mom? Like, <laughs> sir, sir, why are you that invested? Why? Why do you want your mom to see her this way? <laughs> I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. So anyway. Then we see, then we see Massacre 2.0 and the delusional boy. Uh, what'd you call her? Lip filler? Uh, yeah, Sophie from the, the unemotional uh, pod thing. She was like, yeah, expired lip filler. That's what she calls her. Because yes. I, I, it's true though. Like when you see her lips, you can tell. You can tell there's something her lip filler has just not been done in a minute like mm, girl we, we notice we notice <laughs> but yeah we see them back in chicago at like a restaurant like just eating or whatever and she's not wearing the ring that he gave her aka his mother's ring and he asks why aren't you wearing your ring and she's like why are you talking to me like this and i'm like she knows she was what? like you're being weird she was <laughs> like, like you're being weird and it was like He's your fiance. Like, can you imagine if your fiance came to you and was like, why aren't you wearing your ring? And your response was, you're being weird. You're being weird. <laughs> oh, Listen, my God. This White girl is unhinged. Audacity. <laughs> no, she's unhinged. Like, I swear to God. Like, what do you mean he's being weird? He is not being weird at all. He's asking a very valid question. Where the fuck is my mother's engagement ring that I gave to you when I asked you to be my wife and you said yes? Where is it? Exactly. Damn. Exactly. And then for her to turn around and be like, you're being weird, sir. Why? Why would I have on the ring that you gave me that you expected me to wear? <laughs> so, um... He tries to make it work, despite all that. <laughs> despite this woman up and leaving him in Cancun, not wearing the ring, calling him weird for asking the status of their relationship, he is still wants to make it work. So they, she's still very clearly bothered by the fact that they both have different religions. And I don't know, they still, I guess, we leave them and they're like, okay, like we're gonna try and make this work or whatever. Um, so then all the other couples leave Cancun, they get their phones back, they share the news with their family, like, oh, we're engaged, blah, 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 blah. Danielle's talking to her mom, her mom's like, let me see him. Um, <laughs> they all go back to, they go to their um, 
apartments. So in this phase of the process, they all have to share apartments that are not either of their apartments. They get, they get neutral ground to live in and be with each other um, without being in one person's place or the other person's place, which is nice, which is a good concept. So they all go to their apartments, and we end the episode with Sal and Mallory, or like I like to say, Mallory and Salary. <laughs> and Sal now wants to revisit the conversation that we didn't see. And he's like, um, I just, you know, felt, he was like, I felt the type of way that you was talking to Jared. And he really felt a type of way because he was saying like, after Mallory spoke to Jared, she was basically expressing that they didn't have to get married. Like they didn't have to get married right away. And he felt a type of way about it. And so he wanted to talk to her about it. And she was like, where is this coming from? Like we talked about this and we were fine. Like what happened? So yeah, they have that conversation and I was grateful they did it because I was like well we didn't see you resolve anything so now I get to see it now I get the tea tell me the tea <laughs> listen I was just but also I'm like that was in fucking Mexico bro like we are over Mexico right now why are you exactly. bringing this up after the fact why are you bringing this up after the fact I was so upset I was just like but why are you bringing this up like now now, right, right now. And then something happens a couple episodes later where he brings it up again to someone else. And I'm like, this was in Mexico. That was two <laughs> weeks ago. What are you doing? Jesus. Oh my gosh. It was, it made me really annoyed. I'm not going to lie because I was like, the time to have this conversation was in Mexico. The time is not now that we're back in our apartment and she has gone back to work and you're blindsiding her out of nowhere after a long work day where she has to catch up on three weeks of missing work. This is not the time to have that fucking conversation. No. Ridiculous. Goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like I, t I totally, I totally understand because she, she was like blindsided. She was like, where in the world is this coming from? And then she finally reveals like, you know, well, it came up that this is not the ring that I wanted. I guess she had never told him that before, um, that it wasn't the ring that she wanted. And so it was like, is he serious about her? Like, does he really want to be with her? Cause she didn't, he didn't even ask her like what type of ring she wanted. And I was like... I don't know, this feels like excuses to me. This feels like you was like, yeah, as soon as the show is over, I'm being out, but I'm saving faith. <laughs> I do not believe, okay, nobody spoil it for me. I haven't watched the end yet, but I do not believe that they end up getting married, like for real, for real. I will be very surprised if they actually end up getting married. Jen, please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I will I'm find not gonna out say soon. anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I actually, let's do sweet and sours, and then I wanna talk briefly about how we're gonna cover the rest of the season going forward. Okay, so sweet moments this episode. Man, um, gotta think really hard about <laughs> right. that. Like, I mean, I guess how much Deep D is like devoting herself to Shake is sweet. Not, not like a really sweet moment, but like her commitment to the relationship is, is, is sweet in that she's really trying actively to support her man and love her man and and make that situation work and i guess her presence is the highlight of this episode for me yeah yeah deep tea is also looks like a great sweet moment i'm gonna say okay it's not 
I can't say it's a super, it's a sweet moment, but it's sweet me bad. Okay, right? <laughs> so I'm going to say my is sweet me moment. This one, Sal dropped Mallory. I'm sorry, I could not hold up. Your girl was dying. I had to pause and laugh because the show did not give me enough time to laugh. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. This man really dropped her, so... Yeah. That's my sweet moment, which is it's Kaya Wicked. It's Kaya Wicked. <laughs> that's why. Wickedness. That's it's Kaya Wicked. <laughs> Wickedness is my sweet moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your sour moment, Jen? There's plenty to choose from, honestly. There are plenty of sour moments to choose from. I don't know how I'm gonna decide on just one, but I think for this episode, my sour moment is going to half to be Danielle because the reaches that she has been reaching for episode five alone, girl, straight to fucking therapy, straight to therapy. Please do not pass. Go do not collect $20. Go to therapy, therapy. <laughs> exactly. I didn't get, Oh yeah. I didn't get a chance to say, but yes, when Danielle, there's two arguments she had in this. I would say the second one was like, she was like really attempting. She was really attempting to argue because she was like, oh, I feel like you're judging me for being in my head. I'm like, girl, duh, we all are. <laughs> but it's like to make an argument out of that, like, girl, you need help. You need help. And I'm not even joking. Like, you need help. For real, for real. Why is somebody being patient and kind to you a little hesitant because of how you freaked out at them the night before over nothing why is that setting you off girl you need help you need help you need help so she she is definitely my sour moment so there you have it recap of love is blind episodes four and five we did it jen third time's a charm we recorded it we're done we're done. Drops We're done. <laughs> like, that's it. Y'all lucky if you get anything else from us this week. Fuck that. We're done. Exactly. We're done with the shit. <laughs> I don't even, you were like, yeah, we're going to talk about how we're going to cover the rest of the season. I'm like, fuck, we got to do this all over again next week. <laughs> Hopefully it goes yeah. a lot smoother next week. It'll it, go a lot it better. It better. So let, let's do it. So we did four and five this week. I think we'll do six and seven the following week. And then I think eight as a standalone, because I think it might be in time for the Joe Millionaire finale. So we could cover that as well. What do you think? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. I and then we'll put, yes. and then we put nine and 10 together, obviously, because mm -hmm. that's the bachelor, bachelorette party and, you know, mm -hmm. the weddings. And then we'll do the reunion show separate. There's a reunion show? Yeah, it comes out this Friday. <gasps> the reunion episode <gasps> this Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> they need to. Yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Next week we'll cover six and seven. Then we'll do eight and Joe Millionaire. And then we'll do nine and ten. And then we'll do the reunion. This show it's yes. been quite it's been quite the journey, though. I'm not gonna lie. I was really looking forward to it. I'm not gonna lie. They did not disappoint because it's a lot of drama going on. It's a lot of talking points happening, which I love a show that has talking points. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we have to cover. Oh, also for people who care about The Courtship, which is the new NBC show with the black girl as a lead and it's set in, you know, England, Bridgertonian times, 
where they live in a castle, they wear old fancy gowns, they do balls, actual courting. That starts this Sunday, March 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What? Everyone knows dating shows don't do well on Sundays at all, ever. So I'm expecting if you cannot watch it live on Sunday, that you are watching it the next day on Peacock and Hulu. Like y'all need to be out there showing our black girls some love. I'm gonna be sharing, I'm gonna be covering it live. I'm gonna do my best to. Uh, covering it live from my television as long as my you know cable works great and i'm going to be doing live reactions on the instagram as per usual i haven't found like a great photo for our cover for it yet but i will i will i'm working on this i am very invested in watching this black woman find love and the cast looks pretty diverse enough um there are you know some black men there are a couple other men of color so i'm kind of excited to see how this plays out Oh, hell yeah, we're definitely watching that. I can't believe it's coming out so quick. It's on Sunday. Hell yeah, we're watching that shit. I am live tweeting. I need to see what I need to see it. So y'all better watch it with us, okay? Y'all cancel your Sunday plans. This is our Super Bowl, okay? <laughs> we are watching the courtship. Just cancel every single Sunday plan from now until whenever the season's over. It's fine, it's fine. Your family will understand you can't see them for a couple of Sundays. It's totally fine, it's totally fine. We're gonna do it. <laughs> nah, it's, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great. So I just wanted to put that in there so everyone knows in advance, we are also covering the courtship. I'm not sure if anyone's gonna be doing any rooms for it on Clubhouse or anything. I will talk to some people and see what they are doing. Cause if we have a solid enough group watching it, we may be able to do like a Twitter space or a clubhouse or something where we can have a lot more contribution from the peeps who've also watched the show. So don't don't quote me on like a, it being a regular thing. It's gonna be a when I have time or when Lex has time thing. Yes. So don't get when too excited. Drops. We can <laughs> yes, we can all talk we can all talk about it when it drops. Let us know if y'all want us to like mention it on the podcast too. Uh, yes. Just little updates. We can probably do that too. Um, and then Bridgerton comes out at the end of the month. So we got to cover that. <laughs> we got to talk yes. about that. Yes, we so, do. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of upcoming things. Very excited. Very excited. Um, so then now we have an email, I think, or two for Love is Blind that we got. Uh, yes. Yes, we have one email for this week. The other email is a spoiler for Lex, so don't read it, Lex. It says wedding thoughts. Obviously, you shouldn't read that one. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, yeah, nope, not for me. <laughs> so <laughs> this email is from MJ. She's posted a meme. Um, I could describe it to you. It's like it's an animated meme. It's three animated characters pointing at the door and the sign on the door says therapy. So <laughs> all her her body of the email says all these people need some therapy and then she's like also sorry jen for possibly making you explain the meme but there's no other way to describe just how much these people needed it except ayana she's the only one with any sort of sense <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> for real yeah though. for real it, it really is just that like they all need some therapy and i think that one of the things the show should be sure to be doing with them is marriage counseling. They should be able to go to marriage counseling or like seek their religious, you know, leaders guidance in this process, like going forward. Cause isn't that standard for some religions? Like you have to have counseling before the wedding. Like, is that something they're offering to these people? Cause they need it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think even in marriage at first sight, like you have to talk, 
you consult with this little council, you know, week by week as you go through your marriage before you decide to stay married or not. So I feel like that could be a good thing for them to implement too. Like instead of a host, how about a therapist? Or, you know, how about someone talking them through? Um, there's this other show on own called um i forget but there's this there's this show where like it's couples who have been together for a long time who haven't gotten married yet each week they check in with a therapist who oh and they they date other people to see if they want actually want to be together and at the end of the process they either get married or they break up it's very intense so each week they meet with a therapist so i'm like why can't love is blind do the same thing like these people clearly need guidance they need guidance you know, it doesn't have to be a full-scale therapist, but just somebody being like, yo, girl, you're being a little crazy. Talking to you, Danielle. <laughs> really, they could yeah. use that. <laughs> they could use it. They could use it. And so I think it definitely needs to happen. It needs to be said. We need to get these people into some actual therapy. It is, mm, nah, Lord, it is, it is, mm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just I, I, I'm an advocate for therapy. And if you don't believe in going to like a, a regular therapist, I'm advocating for some kind of counseling or guidance by a licensed professional because you need it. You need it going into a process this crazy. You're, it takes you pretty much six weeks. You're meeting someone getting married in six weeks and people are like, oh, but the bachelor is the same thing. I'm like, it's different. Is different, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think when you're going on to shows like The Bachelor, they do have a therapist on deck for the for The Bachelor, and you know, or a psychiatrist or something on deck that you get to meet with if you need like medications and things like that. But I I do think that it is important for us to be prioritizing the mental health of our reality TV show contestants, especially on these dating shows, because the competition element, the, the realizing you have to blend your life with someone like Ugh, nah, nah, I we need it. By the way, speaking of that show on OWN, isn't that the one where the woman proposes to the men or is that a whole different show? No, that's a whole different show, y'all. So if y'all do... <laughs> If y'all you know, haven't seen it yet, there's a whole different show on OWN where the woman basically surprise their spouses with a wedding day and they have to decide then and there if they actually want to get married or not. And it looks terrible and I have to watch it. <laughs> Because it looks like a train wreck, but I got to see what happens. Listen, <laughs> I'm sitting down here like you would never, ever, ever find me on my knees for a man like nope. that. Like, not mm -mm. ever. Like, my no, friend sorry. messaged me. She was like, I would rather take a jackhammer to my fucking clit. I would rather, <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely the fuck not. No way. No way. Yeah, definitely not. I would never. I would rather be alone for the rest of my life, which honestly... It's not a bad idea. Like, it's really not. You know, you could just be alone instead of proposing to a man. Like, being alone is lit as a fucking woman and terrible as a man. So, ain't no reason to grovel, girl. <laughs> but I still gotta watch it. I'm hooked. Yeah, like, we're gonna survive. <laughs> women will be fine. Men are the ones who suffer anyway. Like, and when we get married, like, our lifespan shorten because men exactly. ruin us. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. it's all good. It's all good. Let's just get through this guys. I don't even know what's happening, but yes. So that was the email. And then we did some polls, 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 yes. polls, lots of responses to the poll. Lex, take it away. Yes. I will like recap the poll. So we asked you guys last week, does Mallory belong with Jarrett or Sal? 5% of you said Jarrett, just 5%, 5% said Jarrett. 
29% said Sal, and then 67% of y'all said none of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I might agree. <laughs> and then we asked mm-hmm. you, we asked you, do you think Kyle and Sal are cute? Um, Merita said, I'm sorry to say that they are both not exciting to watch, but they are on the same tier in the looks department. Okay, so one for you. Jen. Well, I guess, eh, I don't know if she's saying they're cute or not. Chrissy says, Kyle is cute, but Sal is hot. See, I told you, Jen, Sal is fucking hot. Natasha says, Sal, yes, Kyle, no. I still think Kyle's a cutie. <laughs> Sal, Sal, Sal's really cute, too. Junkie Brown Butt says, Kyle, nope, 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 too many teeth and too insecure. <laughs> and Sal, he's more adorable, cute, but there's no animalistic attraction, as Shake would put it. <laughs> Look at her using Shake's <laughs> word. Kara says, Kyle is overall fine, but I can't stop looking at his big ears and oddly shaped nose. <laughs> Superficial, I know. Sal is super cute and looks good in bed because he'll put in the effort to make you come. He does look like that, Kara. I'm not going to laugh. We may have a trash recording where we kind of were guessing about how good like, Sal might be at the Cunnilingus. <laughs> he looks like he might be good at it. <laughs> Um, Nicole yeah. says, yeah. <laughs> Nicole says, Kyle, no. Sal, yes. Um, JJ <laughs> says, Sal, totally kind of dreamy. And Fondina just says, no. <laughs> Thanks, Fondina, for your, you know, very <laughs> yeah. selective words. Very direct. Very direct <laughs> yes. response. And I love it. I love everything about it. Like, why do we need to make this a thing? Like, let's just be honest about what's happening here, okay? And I, it's so interesting to me that some of y'all like him so much. Like, I don't even, I don't get it. <laughs> but okay. You like it, I love it. Because that, that. <laughs> they're cute. You know, I agree. You know, Kyle's heirs are really big. Sal, mm-hmm. Sal is cute. He's like cute. He's not a like rip rip your clothes off, like want to rip his clothes off cute. But I think he's cute too. Like, I will sleep with him cute, you know, type of cute. I Maybe. mean, depends. Okay, <laughs> like if, if that, you know what? I support you, Lex. I support you in your choices <laughs> because we are friends, and I care for you so deeply. <laughs> I support you. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna play that because I, guys, I'm gonna tell you a secret. It's not a secret, but it's it's a real life thing that has happened to me. So once upon a time, I had an ex boyfriend. And we were together for a while. We broke up. You know, obviously this was devastating because I thought I was going to marry this man. Super disgusting, right? Like, ew. So (laughs) here I am living my life. I've told my mother that we've broken up. You know, it's a difficult time for me. And she knows that I would never break up with him casually. That obviously I've been planning to do this for some time. Like I'm one of those women where I will check out in my head and work my way up telling you that, you know, we're not together anymore just because I'm giving you a chance. You know, I'm giving you a chance. So mm-hmm. all is said and done. We're moving on. My mother says, you know, he was never cute enough for you. And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. You were going to let me mom. marry this. You were going to let me marry this man that you did not think was good looking enough for me. How, how rude. How rude are you, woman? And she was like, I'm not telling a lie and you know it. And I was like, oh, disrespectful. But wow. the point I'm trying to make is as a woman, I have interesting taste in men. I have dated a lot of men who would not be considered conventionally attractive. 
None of them are white, thank God. But, you know, when it comes to my girlfriends, they're always on fucking point. Those bitches are fire, okay? I got the hottest girls as girlfriends. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> like... No, same. No, same, though, because, like, not a, a lot of the men... Not a lot of the men. Actually, maybe maybe a lot of the men. A lot of men I date aren't conventionally attractive to. Because I only have one qualifier, really, which is tall. Like, as long as you're taller than me, <laughs> I'm attractive. There's, you don't have to be, like, good looking, for real, for real. Like, if you tower above me, that's all I need, to be honest with you. I don't know why it is. I guess for men, it's just, like, the bar is just so low already. It's like if you if you disqualify men who are like not good looking, there's going to be no one left, <laughs> honestly, because to find a man who is good looking and not trash is like searching for a needle in a haystack. I feel like I feel like I feel like. it could just be my experience. But I feel like if you're looking for someone whose clothes you want to rip off, who is not trash, who treats you like a human being and who is super supportive and cares about you, you're not going to be able to date anyone. you're you're like listen ladies the bar is in hell let's just meet each other there okay exactly exactly something's gotta go so maybe it's attractiveness you can't you can't get rid of all the other shit like (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so sick of us i i swear it we deserve better ladies we deserve better and i want all of us to have that in our lives i don't know how we're gonna do it but if you were lucky enough to have a man who you were attracted to and he does not treat you like shit, hold on to that little motherfucker, okay? Like, hold yeah. on to him as long as, you know, he's a good person and not abusing you or anything. Like, Or just be uh, alone, you know? You don't yeah. have to hold on to him. You can just be alone. <laughs> or or you can date women. Or that, like Jen. that too. Mm-hmm. You can do <laughs> just, that. just throwing that out there. I'm women an option. make each other orgasm more, so... <laughs> just you know we're just sharing facts here on the podcast but yes okay that that's everything i have this week do you have anything else you want to add lex um oh mike flies paid us our 40 dollars. in case you in case you have not been keeping up with our drama our twitter drama last week we talked about how he owed us 40 dollars. he paid us shortly after so we have 40 dollars. let us know what we should spend it on What should we spend our $40 on? We're so rich, Jen. <laughs> We're so <laughs> rich. Oh, my goodness. And you know, guys, I I was very happy he paid that money because he's the one that set this on himself. It was just so odd. Like, you decided to bet money. We were just, like, talking shit as usual. You were the as one usual. who fucked up. Like, and then they have to get, what's his name? Um mills robert bills involved to be like i will make sure that he pays you guys like are you not embarrassed is this not embarrassing to you that you did this i'm just like i hope this man learned his lesson in that he stops making non-announcements because like we're so used to him making non-announcements now i kind of wanted to get in the habit of everybody bombarding this man for money when he makes a non-announcement just the next time he makes a non-announcement just request money on paypal be like sir you wasted my time now you owe me 40 dollars <laughs> yeah this is the standard at this point and the other thing i want to say is that a lot of people have said that he owes us 40 dollars each as opposed to just 40 dollars in general i agree with you but i'm also not trying to engage with this man exactly. to to get that like it's not worth it to me to have to do this more than once. So 
if you guys can somehow convince him to do that, I'm not telling you to bully him. I'd really rather you leave him alone because I don't want him to like keep talking to us. But <laughs> like, if if you think that he should pay us both $40 each, that wasn't the agreement. The agreement was to pay the Blatchlorettes $40. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let it rock as is. But if you guys wanna donate to getting me a soda stream, which is a hundred US dollars, you guys can contribute to that. I love a lot of sparkling water. <laughs> you guys saw my story, okay? The Instacart guy delivered my spark my case of sparkling water to the wrong person. I was no, so upset. No. <laughs> like so upset. So I just I'm feeling a little aggro right now. That's probably why I need to just get the fucking soda stream and be done with it. <laughs> so y'all help Jen get our soda stream if you can. If not, it's cool. But if you can, you know, add to our $40. Add to our $40. Let's get Jen a soda stream so the Instacart guy cannot deliver the sparkling water to the wrong place again. Right? <laughs> Jen, I'm sick of this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm done running out of my mouth, though. I swear, guys. I swear. It's another long episode, but that's okay. Because I'm Jen. She's Lex. And we're the Blasherettes. And you love us, besties. Bye. Bye.